the pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. J.K.L. Engineering, folks, whether it's wintertime, spring, or summer, they'll keep you nice and comfortable in your home. Why not let J.K.L. Engineering let them design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system? Energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. No gas, no problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill as by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. Now, J.K.L., is a carrier factory authorized dealer. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Folks, let's face it. Being inside, being comfortable in your home, is there anything more important right now with what we're going through? Call J.K.L. Engineering. Central Air is a game changer for your life. Talk about improving quality of life. Here's what I'm saying. J.K.L., they'll keep you warm in the wintertime and cool in the summertime. 53 years of experience, their reputation second to none whether you're in rhode island or massachusetts call jkl engineering today estimates are free financing is available for both residential and commercial call my friends at jkl 401-351-7600 remember estimates are free financing is available let's be nice and comfortable in your home jkl 401-351-7600 you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at DePietro.com. Folks, I start my day each day <clears throat> with an email from Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. It's free. It's called Roadmap. And Dan McGowan, you have really outdone yourself this morning. The best thing I have read, and unfortunately for me, I've been up for like two and a half hours reading different things online. But the best thing I've read was the interview that you posted in Roadmap that you did with uh, James Pindell. Oh, thank you, John. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, so, so this is an interesting, I, you know, this is the one of those chances where, or one of those kind of opportunities when, you know, we work at a large news organization, you get to actually talk to, uh, you know, your, your colleagues are people who are, who are actually in the room or actually covering, you know, the race for president. Uh, and James, James Pindell, is a fascinating figure, by the way. He's one of the only reporters in the country that has covered uh, both the Iowa caucus and the New Hampshire primary from the major newspapers in those markets. So he was at the Des Moines Register and uh, and then was also at the Union Leader uh, and is now at the Globe with us. And so, you know, here's a guy who has a true expertise on the race for president. Not surprising, you know, his take on this is is obviously the president, you know, seems to be in uh, very deep trouble, uh, which, again, I mean, you've covered and you and you know sort of where these polls stand. But the thing that's that's nice about uh, James is that, you know, he really can you know analyze sort of what's coming, 
he seems to think he says that you know that that if you're picking a vice president he thinks uh val demings the representative in florida uh seems to be the person that he would uh you know think thinks he makes a lot of uh makes a lot of sense so yeah it's a really interesting and quick interview but it's it's a good way to you know if you're if you're kind of maybe you're watching cable news at night you're kind of reading and, and paying attention to the mayor or to the mayor's race to the presidential race but not fully glued in i think this is a good way to kind of catch you up and, and kind of give you the lay of the land uh heading into july well, there's a lot there, <clears throat> and I also, um, boy, he didn't uh, pull punches as far as I thought his line about uh, the chances for Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo being on the ticket were, uh, you can't be more more uh, stark than that, as far as yeah. I believe he said, tell everyone what he said to you. Yeah, he, he said that the, the uh, only two people that he knows for <coughs> sure will not be the vice president, uh, uh, the running mate to Joe Biden, are him and, and Gina Raimondo. <laughs> and uh, I, I appreciated that. I, I've interviewed him a couple of times, over, you know, since we launched Roadmap. And I've, I've asked that question, do you think Gina's got a shot? And he always kind of, he'll, he'll whenever we write about it or whenever he talks about it, he always kind of, you know, uh, laughs a little bit because he knows. And, and, and you and I have talked about this. Look, Gina Raimondo certainly on some of these lists and certainly has had conversations, but She's obviously not going to be uh, Joe Biden's running mate. And so he wanted to make that perfectly clear. What I like about James, he doesn't pull punches. He knows, you know, this is what he does all day. Uh, He never shuts down. And also, Dan McGowan, I like the way and he broke it out for you of just, you know, and I know a lot of people don't want to hear this. And it is still early and so forth and still some time to go. But this really becomes a matter of math and states and Florida. Texas, where Georgia and Arizona stand, a lot of people don't get it that the the election really seemingly is going to come down to those four states. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that that he's and and I'll tell you, I didn't even quite grasp this as well as as uh, as he kind of explained it. But, you know, the way he puts it very simply, if Florida is in play, he says he's looking very close at Florida. He says basically Joe Biden needs to win all the states that that hillary clinton won and if you can flip florida then you only need one other state one of those other swing states uh you know the michigans the pennsylvanias the wisconsin's uh north carolina you know those states all you need is one and and he he'll have the you know the 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 votes locked up uh, in the electoral college so yeah i mean that makes you really think now what he says is also very clear and i think a lot of folks you know, certainly a lot of Democrats right now are looking at this and saying, boy, you know, it looks like it's a no doubter. Things are going to tighten up. You know, the president will will have a chance at some point to, you know, he's certainly on air, but will try to define Joe Biden better than he has so far. They'll have their debates, things like that. So by no means is it a done deal, but certainly James thinks that 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 Joe Biden is kind of in the driver's seat right now. I also think he <clears throat> also laid out very clearly and kind of dismissed. And again, I like people that they they do their homework. They're so confident that they're very black and white. Some things sometimes, and I, I mean, you know, they, they don't mix words. But he said when it comes to picking a VP, that uh, Vice President Biden, it will not be a woman of color. He needs to pick a black woman. That's right. And that's, you know, that's interesting. I mean, given everything we've seen in the last couple of weeks, uh, maybe people would say, well, that's not a surprise. But 
remember, I mean, there are plenty of folks, uh, you know, p- uh, women of color who Joe Biden is vetting in this uh, in this race. There are plenty of, you know, certainly Elizabeth Warren, a, a white woman, is is also getting very serious consideration. But, you know, I, I think James is, is probably right in that, you know, this is kind of that moment for. Uh, a black woman, he says Val Demings, you know, certainly a lot of folks seem to think the favorite is Senator Harris in California. Um, and, and that's going to be the way to go. And it, that will be interesting. I mean, look, given everything that, that has happened, I, I think, um, you know, it, it would probably make sense to have someone who has been, you know, a little something of a crime fighter, whether it's a former police chief or a former prosecutor, uh, you know, that would certainly check a major box for Joe Biden. So it seems like that's the uh, the uh, the way he's going or leaning toward. Um, Dan McGowan, also the Globe, and you touched on this in Roadmap, had a very good story that in the past, New Hampshire was a state that was seen that was in play, had a lot of activity. You go back uh, four years ago, that was neck and neck. President Trump made a lot of visits to, to New Hampshire. He just did a rally there um, that actually I attended in February and now this time, there's really no activity in New Hampshire. And it, it sounds like, and as the Globe illustrates, that the campaign has basically written off New Hampshire. Yeah, well, it, it reminds me a little bit, too, John, of kind of the way campaigns, you know, have gone. You and I talked, you know, months ago, back when, you know, the New Hampshire primaries happened. And even the New Hampshire primaries, there wasn't the same level of focus. And remember, Joe Biden, you know, essentially ignored the New Hampshire primary Yep. Uh, you know, and, and, and a couple of weeks later, he's cleaning up and he's, he's you know, the, the nominee, basically, uh, you know, thanks to thanks to South Carolina and thanks to winning a lot of, uh, you know, the, the black vote down south and, and things like that. Uh, so it, it shows you New Hampshire is shifting. And, and James, by the way, who, who wrote that story as well, you know, again, knows New Hampshire better than anybody is the, probably the best source political reporter, um, you know, with connections to New Hampshire. And for him to say that it's not uh, you know, it, it, it might not be in play or the focus isn't there. That is saying something because, look, you it's this is just like me and, you know, Providence politics. Reporters who know their beats, we want our, our places to be in play. We want Providence to be relevant. We want, you know, in his case, New Hampshire to be relevant. When he's saying, boy, it doesn't look, it doesn't feel like a swing state as the way it has in the past, uh, I think that is a, a major statement. Folks, uh, it's John DePietro speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, also just tying that into politics, uh, both presidential level and local. um, Once in a while, people come through and they draw attention. And someone that I, to me, in in my mind, really stood out. Uh, You have all different types of political consultants here and there and a lot of locals. But there was this guy that came on the scene. He worked with Cicilline. He and his wife, as a matter of fact. And then he worked with Governor Amundo super aggressive, really organized. And, um, and, he, and you know who I'm talking about. Um, he's now running, from what I understand, I, I think he's running the Biden-Michigan operation, um, that- which is uh, an important state. And it just shows you that his, t- his talent is real. Yeah, so this is uh, Eric Hires, who, yep. uh, not a household name to folks who are listening, but is definitely somebody that we all have paid a lot of close attention to. Here's a guy who, you know, kind of gets his start in Rhode Island running the first Cicilline campaign for Congress. Remember, that was a heated race. Joe, uh, John oh, yeah. Laughlin, you know, John Laughlin came within six, seven points of David Cicilline. Yep. Uh, so runs that campaign, 
then remains, and this is, I actually got to know him between 2012, 2010 and 2012, because as you remember, sort of that's how, when I was coming up, but that was also as everybody thought that, that David Cicilline was a dead man when it came to reelection. And Eric Hires, you, you use the word aggressive. Let me tell you, as someone who's been on the other end of, of you know, the yelling matches, the guy can be quite frankly a jerk. Yeah. Uh, but, but very good <laughs> at, at what he does. And uh, if you remember, I mean, managed, David Cicilline got a lot of breaks in that race in 2012, but he managed effectively, uh, you know, Cicilline's reelect and, and Cicilline blew everybody out, if, if you remember. Uh, and then right after that, he goes on and takes Gina Raimondo, carries her to the governor's office. So, you know, three for three in important races in Rhode Island. But this is a guy who he goes to he wins the Kentucky governor's race uh, just last year for a Democrat, wins the Montana governor's race uh, for Steve Bullock. Uh, and now, yeah, is going to run the, the, the Biden campaign in Michigan, which is, of course, a, you know, a state that. I think Democrats feel as though they really would like to win back. Uh, yeah, the, Eric Hires is a real player uh, on the national scene. I mean, and if you think about it, once you do, I mean, let's let's say Biden were to you know clean up in Michigan. Uh, four years from now, we're going to be talking about Eric Hires and his wife, who you mentioned, as potential people who are going to you know run a presidential election, and and they really put their names on the map, starting in Rhode Island. What some people don't understand is <clears throat> he treats it like it is war. It is someone's <laughs> going to win. Someone is going to lose. It gets very personal. Uh, when Cicilline did uh, win and, and went to you know Congress, and then there was that famous Angel Tavares of we were expecting a Category 3, it became a Category 5. I, I know of someone who was with Eric Hires, um, and they were having dinner. It was in Providence, and, and he started to talk about how in running the Raimondo campaign, part of the motivation – was to dismantle Angel Tavares going back to that comment of we were expecting a category yeah. three and got a carry category five. And this is someone, the person was telling me this was a total experienced political operative. And even they were like taken aback oh. at just the ferociousness yeah. of like, we are going to tear him to shreds. He's going to be done. We're going to rip Angel Tavares. I mean, like going off the mat that they were going to go after him on that. Oh, no question. I mean, that's about the half of it, John. Uh, that is exactly right. Uh, you know, the the loyalty that Eric Kyers oh. had to Cicilline, which then translated to, um, yeah, to Raimondo. And by the way, in that race, that funny thing about 2014, of course, Gina Raimondo goes on and, and, you know, wins that primary relatively easily and then, and then you know, beats Fung to become the governor. But that year, if you talk to Angel Tavares now, he would say, and this is true that in 2014 was the safest year on record for violent crime in the, in the capital city. He, yep. the, the uh, crime fell off the map in the summer of that year, though, you thought Providence was a war zone because yeah. of the, the way that Eric Hires ran that campaign. And folks will say, you know, that's sleazy, that that's politics. And that's how he ran the campaign. He was able to, Define Providence so much so that Gina Raimondo beat Angel Tavares in Providence when yep. he was the sitting mayor, when he was a very popular mayor, by the way. Um, so that shows you how how good he is, and, and yes, how ferocious he can be. And not only that, but just <clears throat> Tavares was leading in every poll, 
You can't take out the Clay Pell factor. Uh, you take Clay Pell out, the Angel Tavares people will tell you they win that race against Absolutely. Her, uh, every time. But uh, he was a huge factor. Folks, coming up, we are going to talk the latest on the Providence schools, also the Paw Sox. Uh, new poll out that Dan McGowan broke down about how Rhode Island voters feel comfortable uh, in, in um, an incredible story about the riot, by the way. And also, City of Providence has some problems with a decision that was made uh, with the pensions. It's all ahead with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe on the John DePietro Show. This portion of the program brought to you by Bethel Certified Softwash. Let's make sure your house and property looks the best it can look. Right now, spring is the time. You can text Jared, free same-day text estimate, 401-617-2585. They have a great Facebook page, Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Let's get rid of that algae mildew that's outside in your home, the side of your home, on your pavement, on your patio. Maybe it's on the basketball court. Bethel Certified Soft Wash. They have a great Facebook page. Jared, the before and after pictures are just incredible. What your home could look like or your garage, your property, with Bethel Certified Soft Wash Power Wash. Now, Jared, he came to our house. Folks, it looks brand new. Get rid of, you know, it just happens. You build up some of that algae and mildew, and maybe sometimes you just have some dirt and grime. Bethel Certified Soft Wash Power Wash, especially now we're spending more time outside. You want your house and property to look the best it can. Jared did a fantastic job. My neighbors are saying, my goodness, Juan, look how beautiful your house looks. It looks so clean. My kids said, Daddy, it's like the house got a bath. I said it did get a bath from Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Text Jared, free same-day text estimate, 401 617 2585 find them on facebook it's bethel certified soft wash it's going to make your property your home your deck your walkway any outdoor surface he can get rid of it as far as the algae mildew gets rid of it with a very safe solution it's bethel certified soft wash hi steve here owner of water filter company do you know what my customers are not doing today they're not standing in lines to get into stores to buy bottled water and they didn't have to scramble to get it either when all this first started they enjoy all the safe clean water they want not during just this crisis but all year long don't you think it's time you did too so as you're standing in line waiting how about you give my company a call call water filter company at 294-2400 2400, a Rhode Island family business since 1986. Remember, for your business, Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508 336 21. MEG, Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment. Remember, free estimates. Call them today, 508 336 2110. Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. FHWA inspections or an Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, ABS repairs, brakes, doors. If it's on a trailer, they can fix it. Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110 for Mega truck and trailer repair. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. We speak with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Um, Dan, you have a, a great story, uh, and I think this is interesting that shows just where people are. It's from the Hassenfeld Institute, where people are feel comfortable, and I, I, think it's, I think it's very accurate. I think it breaks down that Governor Mundo, 
has fallen a little bit, but still very, very uh, impressive approval ratings. But it, it shows you where people there, and the word comfort's a good word, where their comfort level is right now in regards to the virus. Yeah, so they, the, this was a, a Hassenfeld incident. This was Bryant University and Joe Fleming, who everybody knows, you know, of course, Channel 12's longtime pollster, uh, you know, did this poll. And I, I, what was funny is off the top, right, the, the headline everybody came away with was, well, 66% of people are, uh, of Rhode Island voters are comfortable with the way the governor is, you know, is handling uh, the, the reopening of the economy. Interestingly, they didn't ask a favorable, like a direct favorable rating, which I was really looking forward to seeing because I wanted to see if she had dipped a little bit. I think the 66%, to your point, uh, shows a little bit of a dip. Obviously, anyone, any pollster will tell you 66% of anything is good. So good thing there. But the, the really interesting questions came to kind of the basic, things that we do and, and they asked you know are you very comfortable somewhat comfortable not comfortable um you, you know or, or maybe you don't you don't know and they asked about going to school uh sending your kids to school and people are very are, are split on that that's one of the ones that's under 50 percent uh comfortable as is interestingly uh going to a religious religious you know going to church basically uh that's under 50 going to a restaurant's under 50, but then the other things, retail way in the 60s now, uh, you know, so going out shopping, um, you know, it, it, what you're seeing is a, a start to get, going to get your haircut is, is, is way up there now too. People feel pretty comfortable doing that. So you can see that folks are, uh, you know, are starting to move into this. They're kind of, I think everybody's now kind of past the idea that you know, it kind of feels weird to wear a mask. I think generally speaking, people are on board with that. You know, you are seeing more people go out to restaurants and things like that. So I think, you know, Rhode Island voters are saying, you know, we're coming along. We kind of appreciate it. It helps, by the way. Now, the, the, the poll didn't ask this, but think about this. These questions get asked uh, June 18th to June 22nd. Um, look, the numbers have been constantly going down in Rhode Island. It's also before those questions get asked before you see the real spikes uh, in Florida and Arizona and other places. And so I think folks are probably, you know, not as concerned when they answer the questions. And so they're a little more confident. The big question now is, are we going to see a second wave because of everywhere else in the country? Or, you know, Massachusetts just reported no, no new deaths for the first time in, in, in a while. Like New York seems to finally be a little bit under control. Connecticut's doing okay. Is New England in the Northeast, you know, feeling, you know, in a good place? And maybe are we going to be, you know, just fine? And then are those numbers, is everybody going to become much more comfortable with, again, sending their kids to school, going to church, things like that? So that's what we're kind of waiting to see. We have not seen a spike the way folks, certainly in the South, have seen. Dan McGowan, I give Governor Raimondo a lot of credit for she stood forward, a leadership role, this is my team. This is my plan. Rhode Island and Connecticut have the lowest amount of infections in the country. And not only that, but inside that poll, the Trump people could learn if they want. Can you imagine having the numbers that she has as far as women and elders that follow her and approve of her method of handling this crisis? If the Trump people had Governor Amundo's type of numbers and support, 
they would be cruising to a second term. Absolutely. And by the way, the reason why the Democrats before the coronavirus were so concerned about President Trump was that he was holding pretty strong. Now, he lost yes. some, some of the women's support, but certainly with the elderly, he, had, he, he, was, he was doing just fine. And I think a lot of people thought before coronavirus that, boy, it looked like there was a real chance that Donald Trump would actually cruise, oh, relatively yeah. speaking, to re-election. Yes. Now, Dan McGowan, also, this is interesting. Uh, Providence, uh, I didn't even know these cases were still pending, but boy, these pension cases never go away. They just had a decision, and this puts Mayor Alorza in the hot spot. Puts, puts Mayor Alorza and puts any future mayor in a really big hot spot. Now, look, pension cases that are, you know, have 100 page decisions are by no means the most interesting thing. My eyes gloss over just like everybody else's. The bottom line is, the Rhode Island Supreme Court this week said that Providence did not, under, under the former mayor, under Angel Taveras, did not have the ability or the right to, uh, change, provi- to, to change retiree pensions, to basically reduce retiree pensions. Had, <clears throat> excuse me, if they had already agreed to previous changes. And there's a whole bunch of them, dozens, who... Uh, you know, who, who had deals under the Cianci administration, under the Palino administration. Uh, and, and so we're, we're able to kind of get uh, almost grandfathered into really good deals. These are those five and 6% compounded colas that were such a big deal many years ago. The bottom line here, though, is it's not that the city is, you know, the city is going to have to pay out a couple of million dollars and that's no good. It's never good when that happens. But the real concern is, if you think back just a couple of years ago, Providence announces a big settlement. They say, you know, we're going to change our pension system. Thousands of people had signed on to that settlement. Here's the thing. Now, if, if Jorge Alorza says, boy, this is unsustainable, or that, you know, Mayor Smiley someday says, this is something that we can't do. Now there's a Supreme Court decision that says, there's no way for the city to make changes unless they get it. You know, they could get an agreement again. They could reach a deal, but now retirees especially have the ability to say, Nope, there's a Supreme court decision. You can't do anything to my pension. And that could come at the same time that Providence is, is going to begin paying out, you know, a hundred, $115 million a year to its pension fund. Cause that number goes up every single year. So, this is a, a major problem going forward. It could outlast, uh, Mayor, you know, Mayor Alorza. Mayor Alorza may be able to, you know, scramble and squeak by and not have to deal with this. But it is going to be a problem. It assures that it's going to be a problem, you know, 10 years from now, uh, where, unless something dramatic changes. But it doesn't appear that that's going to happen. Uh, folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show with us. is Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Coming up, we're going to talk about here's a great story on police accountability, uh, the Policeman's Bill of Rights. Also, where do things stand with the contract with the Providence Schools? It's all ahead right here with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe on the John DePietro Show. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by MEGA, MEGA Professionals. Call them today, 508 336 7801. 508 336 7801. Now, what exactly do they do, MEGA professionals? They are here to help you run your business by finding you workers. And maybe you need workers. Maybe you need drivers, workers, certified help, part-time, full-time, weekend work, 
uh, local, aka sleep at home drivers, class A, B, non CDL, warehouse workers, mechanics, skilled workers, labor, healthcare professionals, office professionals. You need workers. You need MEGA, M E G A, professionals. You're trying to run your business. I, listen, it's a hassle trying to hire people, go through all the resumes, set up the interviews. Instead, it's one phone call to help you with your company. MEGA professionals. 508-336-7801, 508-336-7801 for MEGA Professionals. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401 401- 439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, yankeetreeservice.com. What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming. Experts based right in Lincoln. Tree removal since 2006 and also 24-7 emergency service available. Call Yankee Tree Service today. 439-6028. 439-6028. Whether it's tree removal, stump grinding, tree pruning, emergency service bucket truck service and bobcat service since 2006 they've been performing tree removal service on top of that nothing stumps yankee tree service they provide stump grinding enjoy your landscape without the eyesore as far as pruning well let them get up there oftentimes a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down at yankee tree service their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best the treatment plan for your tree and maybe it's an emergency service did something come down call them today 439-6028 439-6028 if they have to they get right up there in the bucket yankee tree service since 2006 tree trimming experts give them a call 439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com with us is dan mcgowan of the boston globe Dan, all of this talk around the country on reforming police, there's going to be a big rally again coming up um, at the State House in two weeks, a defund the police rally. Uh, people in Providence, and certainly the city council, we talked about some, you know, some of the, the testimony there. But uh, also, just as far as the Bill of Rights, you wrote a great story that police, the police union and the Police Bill of Rights Rhode Island is very, very strong. Yeah, this is one of those things that that kind of uh, I think people sometimes forget that, you know, you and I have talked in recent weeks about the law enforcement officers bill of rights, which is, look, uh, it's another way of, of giving officers who, who get in trouble sort of their due process. They, they get to go in front of a committee that one of whom they get to pick a uh, committee of officers, you know, when a chief wants to uh, when it wants to discipline them for anything more than, you know, two days of, of a suspension. Um, and there's a bunch of states that have, there's at least a dozen that, uh, states that have, uh, that have some version of a bill of rights. Usually there are lots of different kind of 
provisions that that different states have that all come under fire and they're all coming under fire right now but the big one here in Rhode Island is this disciplinary panel so it's a three-person panel <clears throat> excuse me that that the uh one is picked by the officer one is picked by uh the police chief of, of the you know given city or town and then the the, the chairperson of this committee is um you know, is picked by the two other members. And what they have just immense power in is the city of Providence, the police chief, Hugh Clements, let's say, wants to suspend someone for 60 days. They did something egregious, maybe not fireable, but they, they want to fire someone. Uh, they want to give them 60 days suspension, 30 days suspension. The, you have to go in front of this board, kind of make your case just the same way you would make in a, in a, you know, in a trial, basically, to, uh, to a judge. And then it's the panel that gets to, de to decide. Uh, I talked to a, a professor out of the University of Nebraska who studies police accountability. He says this is one of the worst impediments to police accountability in the country. He was stunned wow. uh, when, he, when he read that law. And he said there are, there are a couple of states that do have similar disciplinary boards. But he said the power that the Rhode Island uh, law allows is, is uh, you know, in excess of other places. And now we're, they're, they're talking about reforming it. You know, you, you know that uh, Anastasia Williams, longtime state rep, has put in a bill uh, that, that House Speaker Nicholas Mattiello has signed on to. Uh, there are others who think they should go even further. They're, you know, part of the folks who are, who are doing the defund the police, you know, conversation are also saying, look, you should actually just get rid of this Bill of Rights altogether uh, it doesn't sound like they're going to go in that direction. It sounds like they're going to try to make some changes, tinker with that board, you know, give chiefs the ability to uh, suspend officers for longer. But yeah, you know, when, when you get someone outside, someone who understands, you know, various laws in various states to say, yeah, this stands out, uh, you know, it, it is meaningful. And so that's why I kind of wanted to write about it and continue to kind of explain how that Bill of Rights works. Dan McGowan, where do things stand with the Providence schools? There's several uh, changes. Number one, obviously, there's still the outstanding contract. Number two, a uh, new plan announced that they're going to be going, moving the, where the kids go to school and attend. Now, I want to share something with you. And Dan knows that uh, I go to a, uh, a private beach club that is attended by massive amounts of Providence school teachers. <laughs> and each day, as the weather's been fantastic, even though I'm not there, I have friends that are there. And so these teachers, and they gather in circles and they sit and it's almost daily and they have a beach chat. And Dan McGowan, I am hearing that they are not going back in the fall. Uh, the pandemic has provided the excuse. They don't like the way things are coming down. They, they know they're not gonna like the contract to offer. They don't wanna go back before Labor Day. They are also, many people are uncomfortable going back into a situation where they could get the virus. I am hearing that they're already saying there's no way they're going back in the fall. So, uh, so I don't know. Take that for what you to be uh, leading into the July 4th weekend. But where do things stand with the contract? Well, so let's let's knock off a few things at once. Number one, uh, you know, uh, again, on the contract. Uh, I, there, there's a part of me that, that almost doesn't even want to talk about Providence schools until oh. we have some sort of resolution on the contract, because I feel okay. like, I feel, I don't say, I don't mean that with you and I, what oh, I mean right. is, what I mean is, is the, uh, you know, for all of the announcements and the community meetings and, you know, the rallying and, and whatever else they do, we keep going back to this idea that says, 
that 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 is that is you have to change the teachers contract and until they announce a teachers contract i'm just sort of you almost i'm almost calling this the state's bluff on this to say you're not getting anything done until you right. show us that there that there's a real contract uh change and so we don't have a, a big update on that your point is the same thing that i'm hearing from a lot of people about school reopening it's not just providence by the way but it, you know i i tend to focus on providence i think there's real hesitance here uh, to reopen. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think that, to be honest, the governor, I think, surprised a lot of folks a couple of weeks ago when she said, August 31st, everyone's back in school. Uh, you'll notice there are folks that are really kind of walking that back a little bit now. They're saying, well, maybe we'll do a little bit of online learning, a little bit of in-school learning. You know, in Providence's case, they're, they're you know, looking at this idea of potentially having kids 3000 kids change schools this year oh. so they would go to they would go to school closer to home now that sounds that, that to some people that might sound like a great idea well they yeah let them walk to school that's a good idea but imagine this john if you're a kid that's, that goes to an elementary school or middle school on the south side of providence where your school is you know 8% proficient in reading and 5% proficient in math uh, and you have the chance, you know, you're, you're a family that, for whatever reason, you get to go to a school on the east side that has triple or quadruple those numbers. Uh, do you really want to actually have to go back to your neighborhood school? I think it, it it's going to raise a lot of questions there. Uh, and the district makes it very clear they are seriously considering not just the change in schools, they're considering a scenario where where kids can opt into just staying home and doing distance learning. Mm -hmm. um, that would be a, a dramatic change. That would also change the number of people in a school. Will they, will they need as many teachers? Will they need as many, you know, hall monitor types, things like that. Uh, there's a lot uh, still to be determined. It's July 1st. I mean, we have now basically two months until school starts. And in every state, in every city in this state, and especially in Providence where the most kids go, uh, there, we, we don't know really anything about how school is going to reopen. I think, I think that teachers probably have a good right to be concerned about what they're walking into in August. Yeah, and I think that's one thing that the governor, um, and I get uh, Commissioner Infante Green, they wanna move ahead. I uh, hear good things also about that new Providence superintendent, but, but Dan McGowan, even statewide, I think the idea of five days a week kids going back to school, it, it is not, I don't think the governor yet has identified that that is not meshing with people in any way, maybe two days a week and no one wants the kids home all the time, but uh, people are not there. People are seeing what's going on around the country. These are children. Um, and then the last time, remember we had the briefing and then Dr. Scott talked about the first case of the yeah. child that had like an offshoot of that. Um, that is something I think they're going to, face more resistance um and as far as i mean this is basically now they have less than two months to try to come to a, an agreement on this teacher's contract with Mirabeth calabro and uh in the state now and dan mcgowan i mean i, I don't know how many more sessions they're going to have but i i i don't hear that it's going to come together in time no i i honestly don't i, I don't think it will i would be surprised no. if they had an announcement before the beginning of school and if i were the Look, you know, there's a part of uh, you and I talk about all the changes that need to happen in Providence schools. And I think we probably would agree, boy, I hope that the union, you know, agrees to something or major changes are, are forced. But if, if you're thinking about it from the teachers union perspective, 
I mean, look, there is something to be said about waiting this out and saying, hey, you know, my, you want to talk about reforming the schools. My teachers are concerned about going into the schools right now. Yes, yes. Uh, and look, that's a, that's a realistic strategy. It's a, it's a game that gets played. And, and uh, there are a lot, you know, if a year ago or if six months ago, we would have said, boy, Commissioner Infante Green has all the chips here. Uh, I think that the teachers actually now have a bunch of chips because they do. they're the ones that can say, look, you know, we don't want to go into school. We're, we're concerned about our health. And how, who's going to argue with that at, at this point? And it's real. And, and plus you have the evergreen. So, you know, the de- deal doesn't right. really end. Um, I, I do uh, A for effort with the commissioner. But it's one thing that the teachers were a little reluctant with the condition of some of the schools. But if, if you're, you know, a woman and you're over the age of 50 or even in your 40s, that, that's, you know, getting the virus is a real concern, certainly could come back. Uh, and the areas that it has been the strongest, let's face it, has been Providence Central Falls. So right. that it's 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 a real fear. Um, I, I think it's going to be a big problem. I don't know about over the rest of the state. Um, but, Dan McGowan, before I let you go, the, the Globe also, there's a fantastic story on the night of the riot. Uh, Amanda Milkovitz and others, really, they break it down very, very effectively. There's that story. And, uh, you know, it's incredible with all of the fanfare regarding the Paw Sox, the staying or going. And now, boy, they're going to um, basically just leave town on a whimper because now there is no minor league uh, final season at McCoy. Yeah, so, the, so depressing there. I mean, you know, you're, I'm not going to pretend that I was going to, you know, go to 25 games this summer at McCoy, but you certainly planned on going to one to, to right. you know, kind of send them off. So that's depressing. On the story about the riots, uh, Amanda Milkovich has spent the last month basically uh, really, I mean, digging through court document after court document and really trying, to be honest with you, John, trying to either prove or disprove some of those early statements that were made by, by the governor and the mayor and a lot of police, you know, law enforcement who kind of said, look, this was incredibly organized. It was sophisticated. Um, And outsiders, outsiders. Right. And what, what Amanda and folks also reported in, in, in digging on this is it kind of looks a lot like what you and I thought it was, which is, you know, there were some protesters, there were some people who came because they heard about the protests and they heard there might be some violence. And, and then there were people that just kind of got sort of taken out of control and really, you know, and, and were local and were not very organized. In fact, they were not very sophisticated at all. They, they live streamed much of their crimes. Um, and so it really does, you know, it, it shows you how much in those initial days, the governor, I mean, was emphatic about this, that this, you know, I'm going to listen to the state police and I'm going to say that this was organized and these were not protesters. I mean, what, what, what is very clear from, from Amanda's reporting is there were people who went to protest and then yes. they got out of control. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you, you, there, there, I think there were folks on both sides. I think, fo- I think there were people on the right that wanted this to be, you know, very organized, leftist you know antifa folks and i think there were people on the left who wanted to believe that oh it was it was the far right that somehow tricked everybody into doing this and the reality is it's more complicated than that you know it was it was protesters here it were people it was people who you know were 
were there for, let's say, the right reason initially, but but then committed real crimes here. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, Amanda does a really good job in this story. It's long. It's three, 3,000, 4,000 words. And so really breaks down kind of step by step what happened. And then she did the legwork, you know, went and knocked on doors of these people that got arrested to try to find out their stories as well. Has a little interesting nugget in there about the... Uh, the woman who, who who was jumping on the police car yes. she to her family. So it, it's a well worth your time uh, to, to take a look and, and read it because it, it is a it's a compelling story. And it's one that's uh, a different narrative than the one that is played out, I think, in public here. Completely different. And folks, Dan McGowan, he was up all night, pulled an all nighter. His photos were just incredible, <laughs> showing the damage of Eno Liquor Store, of St. Pierre's yeah. Shoes, where the fire was. But, Dan, one of the things is this completely – and it, it does. The facts don't bear out. The initial line coming out from Mayor Lors and others were these were not protesters. These were people from the outside. It turned out with her story, these were protesters, and yep. they were local. So the Dan McGowan, as I started off, I start off each day, folks, uh, with an email that I read from Roadmap. You can get yours right now, and you get to read. Boy, he's pretty modest. I think the – James Pendel, I think that could have been a story in its own, but it's just thrown <laughs> in as like a nugget on roadmap. He has so much content. But how can people get it, Dan McGowan? Yeah, every single day uh, we put this out every weekday. Like John said, sometimes you get, you know, a full story within just opening your email. Uh, you know, we're, we're also going to have the links to our best stories, like Amanda's story on the riots, uh, like my reporting on this pension case. Uh, and then we break down what's happening today. It's Wednesday. The governor's press conference is today. Here's where Congressman Cicilline is, things like that. Here's a big announcement that's coming. Uh, and if you just send a blank email to uh, rinews at globe.com, just blank email and know what it is, rinews at globe.com. Uh, we'll get it. We'll add you to the email list and you'll start getting it first thing tomorrow. Uh, you'll, you'll, you'll get it Thursday. Friday, we're going to take off and then we'll be back on Monday. Folks, he's Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, great job. I will see you around town. We'll talk to you again. Have a good holiday, John. See ya. I received the nicest email from one of our listeners saying, John DePietro, thank you for telling us about Winfield, Termite, and Pest Control. I said, hey, thank them. Folks, you can call them today. Winfield, Termite, and Pest Control, 401 821 7800 online winfieldpest.com rhode island's most dependable pest control service winfield termite and pest control remember family-friendly pest control professionals that you can trust for your home call them today 821-7800 what can winfield termite and pest control do well remove ants termites mice cockroaches any pest from your home yard business, or commercial property. For a free estimate or to schedule a home inspection, call Winfield Termite and Pest Control today. The team you can depend on, 821-7800. Now listen, this is going to be a bad tick season, but it won't be. Or mosquitoes, not if you call Winfield Termite and Pest Control. They can protect you, your family, from ticks, mosquitoes. Now listen, who knows what potential viruses that could be spread whether it be from a mosquito this is not the time that you want to get lyme disease from a tick you'll be able to enjoy your property maybe for yourself for your family for your grandchildren protect your home your family and business and that's what it's about protection i trust winfield termite and pest control to protect you your family your property your home and your business winfield termite and pest control Call them today, 
821-7800. 821-7800. Winfield Termite Pest Control, Rhode Island's most dependable pest control service. A family-friendly pest control professionals. Folks, you're going to love these guys. You can trust. Call them today, 821-7800 or online at winfieldpest.com. Hi, I'm Steve, owner of Water Filter Company. Do you know what my customers are not doing today? They're not standing in store lines waiting to get in to buy more bottled water, and they didn't have to scramble to get it when all this started. They're enjoying all the safe, clean water they want all year long. They're drinking it, cooking with it, bathing in it, doing everything in it except searching for it, rationing it, and now waiting in lines. As this crisis further restricts your freedoms and choices and store shelves empty, I hope you now realize how important it is to take control over your own water quality like thousands of my customers already have. Because when this crisis is over, your bad water quality won't be, and neither will your bottled water dependency. So ask yourself, do you think you're finally worth making a one-time investment for a lifetime of clean, safe water? If so, call my company, call Water Filter Company at 294-2400. Water Filter Company, a Rhode Island family business since 1986. Water Filter Company, 294-2400. Because is it really worth going through all this? Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokers for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies you can depend on. On MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401 431 2300. 401 431 2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today, MEGA Logistics, 401 431 2300. This is Dr. Fauci with your Rhode Island coronavirus update. If going to Block Island, you've got to wear your mask on the ferry. Once you arrive on Block Island, wear your mask at all times. I also encourage you to wear your mask at Ballard's, the Oar, and the Yellow Kittens. While at the beach, please wear your mask if you go in the water. We also strongly encourage wearing a mask if you rent a moped on Block Island. The only exception is if you're protesting on Block Island. Protesters in Rhode Island are not required to wear masks or social distance. It is safer for 10,000 people to stand close together on the lawn of the State House with no masks than it is for 50 people to sit up top on the Block Island ferry. Next time, we will discuss why you must wear a mask playing mini golf, but not at a riot at the mall. I'm Dr. Fauci on the John DePietro Show. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Folks, weekdays, we start at 11, we go until 2. It's AM 1380. Remember now, Providence and North of Providence, I want you to try the 99.9 FM. 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website. Visit it, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, right on the top on the left-hand side you'll see where it says listen live. Just click on that. Anywhere in the world you can listen while we're live on the air. And then right below that on the dashboard at the website, you'll see where it says radio show. If you ever miss any part of the show, 
You just click on Radio Show, and folks, boom, there it is. You can pull it up. It's all in library fashion. And remember, the uh, Facebook Live is very, very popular. Check out the Facebook page. It's John DePietro Show on Facebook, and then you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram and also on YouTube. Again, it's all under John DePietro Show. When your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Call them today, 401-710-7096. 401-710-7096. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Now, I like to tell the story. I don't mind. But one morning, I went up to uh, get up to use the dryer and just had done a wash, and suddenly it wouldn't work. Now, did I panic? No. Did I try to fix it? Don't be ridiculous. No, I called Ryan's Appliance Repair at 401 401- 710-7096. We made an appointment. Ryan said, Juan, I'll be there at, at 9 o'clock at 5 of 9. A truck appeared in my driveway. It said, Ryan's appliance repair. He came right in, fixed the driver, uh, dryer Excuse me, within five minutes. And then, I think it was about two weeks later, I went to make uh, microwave popcorn, and then suddenly the microwave wouldn't work. So what did I do? I called Ryan's appliance repair at 401-710-7096. And then one time, even the oven wasn't working. And again, who did I call? You get the gist of the story. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Now, Ryan offers a senior citizen's discount. All work is guaranteed for 90 days parts and labor. And he'll also do a Saturday appointment. It's Ryan's Appliance Repair. When your appliance is dying, you know who to call. Call Ryan, 401-710-7096. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Folks, everything you need for 4th of July weekend, Rhode Island's number one garden center. They're open. Stop in and see them. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane, right in North Kingstown, right off of Route 4. You can find them on Facebook, PR landscape materials and garden center where they have tremendous selection annuals perennials trees and shrubs gift certificates are available also they have tremendous selection original handmade bird houses that make a great gift and the colors are so tremendous of all of their annuals and perennials stop in fourth of july headquarters that's exactly right why not stop by if you're going to a nice uh, holiday cookout show up with some beautiful selection arrangement and also this time of year you're going to be on vacation do some planting improve the look around your home pr landscape materials and garden center it's steve and debbie and junior and byron look for them on facebook and their website is prmaterials.shop prmaterials.shop well folks it's john DePietro. again weekdays we start at 11 we go until 2 it's 99.9 fm you can always listen online either at 99.9 FM or AM 1380 on your radio dial or at the website depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. If you ever miss any portion of the show, you can always uh, log on and uh, go right under radio shows, and then everything is right there uh, in categories, and then you can listen. It's all uh, set up in libraries. So if you ever miss, an or, miss a, a show or a segment or you want to go back and re-listen to it, you can also share it that way. Uh, it's a happening. You also can read different stories that we post. There's video there. And it's also the best way to get a hold of me. If you want to reach me, uh, the best, easiest, simple thing to do is go to the website, petro.com, and then right under Contact John, 
you just click on that and you can uh, contact me also if you want to advertise on the program or advertise on facebook live anything like that it's a happening and it all starts by first going to the uh the website to petro.com well folks the the movement that is taking hold this defund the police see i think this is what the the trump administration i think they need to make that the issue for the presidential election think of this the election is coming up now we're into now hard to believe but it's july so it's july august think of this september october four months until the election four months now right now the biden campaign what are they trying to make this election on all of the different problems that have happened to the trump administration but the biden camp they're really trying to make this of a president who won't wear a mask a pandemic and it's spreading across the south and folks keep in mind florida excuse me texas arizona california what are all those states especially though arizona texas and florida what are those states and in the south what do they all have in common air conditioning the virus loves air conditioning the virus doesn't spread as easily when it's outside so that's why outside dining is okay inside dining is a little more dicey now in florida texas arizona this time of year you cannot escape air conditioning those people need to be locked down and i don't understand and i know there are some people listening right now and i don't i i'm saying right now i don't understand the people that won't wear a mask sean hannity says to wear a mask you would not want to go into an operating room unless the doctor and the nurses had masks on folks it's basic it's very simple and to think I, I, I don't understand, and I know a lot of Republicans are starting to speak up. I believe the Trump administration, the president, should wear a mask. I know, and I get email from some of you. It's not proof. You, you don't know what you're talking about. It does, it, it does stop the spread. I'm not saying, and some people just don't pay attention. I'm not saying that it could protect ultimately protect you if someone has it. But it, it, it just makes sense. If someone has some kind of a covering and they cough into the covering as opposed to out into the air anything that can stop the particles less particles in the air less of the virus spreading when you get inside and then it gets into the air conditioning that's when then the real problems start i mean i i don't think it's that difficult distance if you're six feet away and someone has a cold or a cough and you're outside you have less of a chance of getting the cold or the cough and the same thing goes for the virus so i think the president needs to get these states serious in the south there are people they're not wearing masks this is ridiculous these people going to indoor bars but of course they're going to indoor bars because it's it's 90 degrees out or the humidity is so bad so of course everything's inside plus people don't have masks on plus they're close together that's how the virus transmits uh and then it gets into the air conditioning and forget about it you have this widespread so the uh, florida texas the south arizona those states need to get under control that's number one number two i think if they could the president would wear a mask advocate for that cut down on the virus spread then it becomes about policing and that should be the issue folks i know there are many people listening right now i don't believe the polls you, you don't have to i'm telling you i'll tell you who does believe the polls the trump people believe the polls and they do internal polling and i've had this and i've explained this to people in the past no one's ever polled me you're not in a battleground state the polls that are taking place right now are georgia florida texas arizona michigan 
Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, North Carolina. Those states are going to decide who either President Trump gets four more years or Joe Biden, who's been hiding in the basement, gets back in, which would be a crime, which would be terrible, which is avoidable. He should not win. Joe Biden, Vice President Biden, should not be the next president. But there are people behind him. Of course, they'd like him to be president. They'll control the whole thing. Now, watch. There's one more month that he basically, he will lay low the month of July. He had his press conference. Listen, you want to be objective? He wasn't terrible. He was not terrible. He's not the polarizing figure that Hillary was. Um, but look at the poll numbers where the people that are very concerned about the virus are women and especially senior citizens. President Trump needs those two groups in order to get four more years. If you are a Trump supporter, you're not the people in play. The people in play are the independent voters. There are some people, uh, they're voting for the president and they don't want to wear a mask. And that is completely your choice. But you are not the person that's going to decide whether or not the president gets four more years. He needs the independent voters. He needs those people, independent voters in Florida, in uh in all those states i mentioned and especially in michigan or pennsylvania wisconsin he needs those independent voters once again to go to the polls and uh and and pull, you know pull the lever for him in the fall or draw the line or wherever they're doing the mail ballot but i think if it comes down to defunding the police you know we all saw that couple in st louis that is terror terror that is fear that is people trying to protect themselves, protect their property. I mean, that couple with, the, you know, there's the, the, the husband and wife, two attorneys. He's 63, she's 61. He's got the uh, AR-15. She's got a 9 millimeter. And those protesters did not go into their home, <coughs> excuse me, in St. Louis because they were standing out there uh, vigilant and keeping them away. And that is the loud, resounding, uh, I think sh that needs to be the theme. You know, when the president talks about law and order, uh, we're not seeing that in a lot of the major cities. But if this comes down to Biden groups want to defund the police and President Trump does not want to defund the police, then 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 I think the president could be successful. But uh, the mask, you know, I, I, it's beyond me. It's above my paid grade. I don't know what else to tell you. There are some people that just don't, you know, but the, listen, folks, here's the thing. And again, uh, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 .9 FM. There are some people that don't get a flu shot. There are some people that don't carry an umbrella when it's going to rain. There are some people that go out in the ocean in the middle of a hurricane. There are some people that go uh, hiking or driving in the middle of a blizzard. There's always going to be people like that. You have to decide. I'm not. I believe you wash your hands. I believe in hand sanitizer. And I believe if you're sick, you stay home. I believe you wear a mask when you go in public. If not for yourself, for the other person that is sick, that then could be spreading the virus. If we do those things... Uh, I don't understand people that don't wash their hands. I don't understand people that don't use hand sanitizer. And I don't understand or relate to people that won't wear a mask. To me, they're all connected, all three. Or the people that won't stay home when they're sick, who are then selfishly spreading the virus. This is about winning the White House, retaining the White House. We need law and order. We need the police. And we need you to keep listening to AM 1380 and 99.9 .9 FM to The John DePietro Show.